0: G'day, this is Scott
1: and this is Marty. Welcome to this episode of Church Unchained.
0: G'day and welcome to Church Unchained with Marty and Scott. Today, something different as we join Peter Ellis at Brisbane's River City Labs for a chat about innovation, taking projects from ideas to reality, mentoring, co-creating and hackathons. The conversation revolves around tech startups and entrepreneurs, but there's plenty for us to learn, no matter the context in which we're creating. Let's dive in.
2: My name's Peter Ellis, and I'm the CEO of River City Labs. I wasn't always a CEO. I started four years ago. Actually, I contracted my PR services. I was an independent contractor in here. I was one of the startups, uh, and then got more involved with the business, and then um, started managing the events. And grew into the general manager role, and then um, takes me to where I am here today.
0: So, what's here? What's what is River City Labs?
2: River City Labs is a community, a co-working community for tech startups in Brisbane,
0: yep. and we like
2: to consider ourselves as the leading tech community for startups, which enables people to come in, find a place to work, access some mentoring, attend events, and generally be included in the startup ecosystem in Brisbane.
0: So, my extensive research for today took me to the website, uh, and the first thing I read there is making a conscious effort to help those experimenting with new ideas. Yes. That's that's kind of what we're talking about. It the is. River City Labs is about that. Yep. So, it's deliberate, it's new ideas, yes. uh, and it's putting all the systems around. So.
2: It is, and often when people start a new venture, whether it be wrapping a business around an idea or taking an existing business, it could be a small business, and what we call scaling it up... Um, with technology so often when people embark on that journey it's difficult to find help to find the support that they need or reach out to certain partners that might be beneficial to those businesses getting started which could mean finding um, some connections to amazon who can help with their hosting of the online services or some legal assistance in getting started getting that company up and running or structuring the company the right way and access to accountants who deal with technology companies and um, deal with IP issues and trademarks and all those sort of things. So there's a lot to consider when you're embarking on a technology business in start. Yep. And aside from those actual business issues, there is the um, personal and developmental issues that a lot of people go through. And being an entrepreneur can be, um, you know, that double-edged sword. It can be a really lonely journey. It can be really tough. It's very much a feast or famine environment. So one day everything's amazing and the next day it's completely (laughs) terrible. So, So and only other entrepreneurs or anyone else working for themselves can understand that. So we like to think of ourselves as um, a community where you can come and find your tribe. So other people who think like you or understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing, why you left your good well-paying job to come and embark on a crazy idea because it's it's a big risk there's a lot of fear involved in that and a lot of people on the outside in your support network would never understand why you're doing it so it's really important to find others who actually get that headspace
0: so when we looked around outside just before it's you know it's a big open kind of co-working space and there's all sorts of people in there working you you mentioned to us they're all working their own thing Mm -hmm. how much does that incidental interaction help? You know, if I'm sitting next to someone who's working on a totally different business, Mm -hmm. we get to chatting, our ideas kind of crash into each other. Does that sort of happen?
2: It does happen, and it's so it happens in a few ways. So there's always complementary, like we've had a business in here who two guys were working on a particular business. They didn't actually have technical skills on their team, so they were the business development guys, and they were outsourcing their technical Component, whereas the someone sitting on their same sort of pod of tables was just a technical person who was yeah, freelancing okay. his services. Yeah, okay. They eventually found some common ground and took that person on their team. And all yeah. of a sudden, they, they are now four, four years on. Yeah. They're a very successful startup. So they're one of the ones that we like to say started in River City Labs. Yeah, now, yeah. not all, everyone's story is um, has a happy ending like that. Yeah. It's more about um, the connections that that person may have to somebody else. But in saying that, we've had a games accelerator in here before, and so games development companies are very focused on the UX and design, and also they analyze a lot of the users' interactions with the games, whereas normal startups probably don't focus enough on yeah. that front facing user um, interface. Yeah. So some of the insight that those guys can bring to a normal business yeah. is really valuable, yet they probably each would never write never have identified the yeah. connection that they could um,
0: but there is the, that yeah, there is yeah. a connection
2: there or how they could benefit from each other but being co-located yeah. enables that stuff to happen just you know through serendipity it just yeah. happens which is
1: nice so how do you take an idea an initial idea and turn it into a viable business through market testing and a lot of validation, which is probably the
2: hardest part in the whole journey. So it's very easy to come up with ideas. Everybody has them. And it's never about the idea. Ever, You know, it, there is no such thing as a winning idea. It's all about the execution. So are you the right individual to carry this through to the end? Can you go through the highs and lows? Do you have the right personality to tackle the fear, the rejection, the good days, the bad days? And execute, which means going out into the street, talking to real people who are going to be your customers, yep. finding out if this is something they're going to use, if that yes tick, yes. are they going to pay for it? Yes. Another tick. Then you build
1: it. Yeah,
2: okay. The biggest mistake people make is they go out, they build something which they think is going to be really great, they launch it and they wonder why no one's signing up or no yeah. one's downloading it yeah. because they never actually tested it. Yeah. So we always talk about the MVP, which is a minimal a viable product which you get the roughest rawest version you can in the market see if people download it or use it then if they are and they've actually got transactions then go and build the real thing then spend money on it so it's really really important to test it's, it's you know it's literally like you have to take out the actual technical background be like a little mouse behind the scene running around doing all the bits appear like you've got this nice big show at the front but behind the scenes it's three guys (laughs) manually doing the process so that's what you have to do so yeah it's it's really important for the um
1: the market validation is the huge part in terms of getting the idea out there Hmm. for me the other the other thing that i think would be really important is to find like-minded people and recognize your own strengths and weaknesses and find like-minded people that compliment you because I think I'm a semi-creative person and as, so I, I love coming up with ideas. And then as soon as you're talking about all the like IP mm-hmm. address, the legal stuff, like my eyes glazed over, yeah. and I was just like, oh, that does not sound fun. Yes. So um,
2: and that's when we usually get people coming through the front door with that look. Of, <laughs> I've started something. Help, help. I'm not sure what to do next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's having that nice safe environment where it's not, not intimidating that people can come and realise that there's actually ten other people right now going through that exact same problem and you're not alone it's very normal and that there is help out there you just actually need to reach out so I know I mean I've always been in my own business and I struggled with the first few businesses with that very issue because I actually had nobody to reach out to I didn't know where to go so having that environment and it's getting better in the startup ecosystem is growing in Brisbane it's it's growing really well we're still well behind Sydney and Melbourne and then of course the States and the rest of the world but there is a lot more visibility now into where you can get help where you can get advice there's more resources available so it is it is getting better but you're right you're surrounding yourself with the right people reaching out attending events so there's there's free events on all the time which um, shed a lot of light on those issues and um, there's lots of free advice out there to take you just have to be willing to go and seek the help that's there.
0: You're listening to Church Unchained with Marty and Scott. Today we're chatting with Peter Ellis at Brisbane's River City Labs. When you talked earlier about the ecosystem, you you mentioned mentoring. How important is mentoring for someone who's kind of, you know, working with a new idea?
2: I think it's, well, it's essential because you get that fresh set of eyes to look at different problems. But also mentors have seen a lot of businesses go through the same things that yeah. any any other new business is going to go through. So being able to um, reduce the time spent way, you know, on things that probably don't matter and also sharing insight into what somebody else did that might have um, not worked or worked. But just having that um, different perspective is really, really important.
0: What makes a good mentor?
2: A good mentor is someone who is interested in helping that business for the business's benefit not okay. for their own reputation yep. or, or to, you know for their own ego i suppose mm-hmm. who has a vested interest in the industry or understands the market meaning that the startup industry so it's very different from traditional business because we're trying to do things a different way so moving faster yep. being more lean and not being afraid when things break or go wrong because in traditional business that was quite yeah. You know, devastating whereas these t- these days we, we encourage that to happen quicker so that we can move on and get to the better version of whatever it is you're building.
0: We chatted with uh, Rachel Watson a couple of episodes ago who's from Wesley Mission Queensland and mm-hmm. uh, talked about innovation being moving fast and breaking things. Yes well, we encourage it is it is yeah. moving
2: fast and breaking things um, and it's about failing fast and yeah. recovering quicker yeah. that so that yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. And make them so that you can learn. Yep. Don't be afraid to make them all And it's challenging everything that you've done traditionally or anything that anyone else has done in a certain industry and pushing boundaries. Yeah, it's really important.
0: Peter, River City Labs is all around tech startups and mm-hmm. that kind of tech space. Does, does this kind of approach that, that you're exploring here, do you think have validity in other kinds of areas, in social enterprise or in? you know more traditional kind of business settings or in creativity you know artistic kind of endeavors or
2: if you look at any idea technology is behind it these days so i, I think it's unavoidable and yes i think it carries, tech startups really is almost any business right now okay. um, so there's different lines That so there's the creative industry there is you know you've got music food you've got all of the different segments yeah. and technology is behind it if, if for the future of business they're yeah. usually technology enabled somewhere along the line yeah. whether it's an online platform or website or an app or hardware devices they're all enabled by technology yeah. and that's what's changing the landscape of business meaning that's now a global market so we've lost the actual, you know, borders and boundaries, yeah. geographical borders and boundaries yeah. that we used to trade in. So now it's, you pretty much, whenever you launch something, you've got a global market instantly.
1: I believe you're working on an interesting social enterprise startup with, Mars? Is yes. That right.
2: Do you want to
1: briefly just give us a bit sure. Of an it
2: is. Um. It's not just Mars and Mars are a part of it. The event that we're going to be working on. is called Tech Fujis, which is a hackathon for um, the refugee community. So, what we're doing is creating a nice, safe environment for the refugee community to come together with some technology-savvy people to come up with some solutions that refugees face when they come to Australia. Uh, whether it be access to you know housing, finance, um, finding people in the community, all of the different. I mean, there are only a few, obviously, but they will bring to the event um, their own experience as a refugee and the problems that they faced. We will, in the hackathon style event, come up with some solutions that may enable that transition to be easier, or or the integration into community here easier, and form teams on the weekend normally in a hackathon you've got your three hs so you've got your hipsters hackers and hustlers uh but this event we've got one fourth one which is humanitarians so the hipsters hackers hustlers and humanitarians will come together to come up with some solutions for the refugee community Uh, we've got a lot of not-for-profits involved in that so we've got red cross marist youth services um And a bunch of others which I can't think of their names right now and it's attracting more and more interest uh, a lot for the not-for-profit sector who work in community services who see this as a way to give them a platform I suppose to bring their problems and together come up with some solutions so it's it's like I said it's that non-confrontational nice safe environment and it will take probably three events to really get some decent results because these sort of things will uh, spread virally and through the community once they know it's a trusted place yeah. to come and there's no pressure on outcomes. It's very much about just collaborate, just uh, contribute and be a part of something and, yeah. and we'll see what comes of it.
0: For a moment, just step back and tell me a little bit about this word hackathon. So that's it's kind of a pop-up event.
2: You know, it's it's... A ha- yeah, it's a, it's, again, it's enabled by technology. So yeah. a hackathon is an event where you can... Bring a set of problems yep. together, go through certain processes, which is very much the lean startup style of of working through problems to come up with some solutions, and usually the solutions are technology enabled, whether it be an app, a website, or a yep. platform to bring, you know, two two sides of yep. um, anything together, um, and it usually runs for two days. Okay. So, from it usually kicks off on a Friday night. Yep. Um, where you can pitch ideas talk about or or release some sets of problem areas then you can form teams work out different ways and different strategies to um, it's it's called ideation where you can work through those ideas to come up with some actual workable um, sets of problems And then by the Sunday, come up with some solutions. And then they pitch the solutions back to usually a panel of judges. And then there's some, you know, if it's a prize-driven event, then you can award some prizes. If not, it's it's more just a showcase of what was created on the weekend. So it's a way to fast-track getting ideas out. And we do a lot of these hackathons with corporate organisations as well that usually move very slowly. And they have eighty-eight thousand meetings to decide anything. So for them to um, don't
0: know what you're talking about, you know. And then there's a project
2: manager to manage that change. Yeah. Whereas we like to prove that things can change very quickly if you actually just do it. it
0: sounds really fun.
2: It is really, really fun, and the energy is amazing because yeah. people are. It's it's very transformational. People yeah. are fascinated. Usually, all the organisations are fascinated how quick things can change if you actually just do it and stop talking about it stop having meetings about it stop having policies about anything and just do something and then work out how to integrate it back into the community or an organization it's it's really powerful it's almost like once you start thinking that way it's very hard to to unthink that way it's like riding a bike you can't go back to the slow model once you've moved very quickly so that's why the whole sector is is really transformational in the way that we are doing business and the way that business is going to go in the future
1: Peter, thank you so much for your time. I think you've given us a lot of things to think about, which is what we like. It is. Um, And I'm sure we'll have some ideas and I can see us having a hackathon at some point. I think
0: we will. I think we will. (laughs) I
1: think you should. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. You're welcome.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Church Unchained. We want to invite you to join the conversation with us. Why not join us on Twitter at UCAQLD or use the hashtag Church Unchained. How else can people join in, Marty?
1: You can also jump onto the unitingchurch.queensland Facebook page and join the conversations there. And again, if you have any dangerous or innovative ideas that you want to share with us, email us at communications at ucaqld.com.au
0: And join us next time at Church Unchained.